I'm Lauren. And I'm Annie. Welcome, Welcome to Burf Bar! <laughs> that was a real high five in real life. God damn it, that feels good. We're here together in person from a remote location in the Which backwoods cannot be named. In an undisclosed remote location. <laughs> yes, we've joined the Witness Protection Program. Uh, for podcasters. For podcasters. Female podcasters. For female podcasters. Midwest female podcasters. Yeah, it's very niche. Adventure Midwest female <laughs> podcasters. It, it's lovely here. I don't even know know what to do with myself. I know. I feel... Person. It is weird. It's weird. And we've been hanging out for like the last day and it still feels bizarre to be together. There's something about like we've gotten into the groove of talking to each other through our video cameras, but like... There's just something that you can't replicate about being in person. So it's also wild to think that this is the this is happening the way we originally intended to. Yeah, yeah, totally. So we're back to our original format. Don't count on it lasting, but uh, we've had COVID tests so that we can fucking be a part of each other's lives in real life for Annie's birthday, and also just celebrate something really exciting. Ah. It's very appropriate that we're here together in person because we are celebrating probably Annie's greatest. Triumph. Triumphs. Being born. <laughs> Triumph number one, uh, which is worth celebrating every year. And no, it doesn't matter that I'm not turning 21. I will continue to celebrate my birthday every year like it's like I'm turning 10 and for the you first d- time. You do. Uh, I'm So I will uh, turn 37 next week. And second, very close second to being born as far as accomplishments, I completed the Shelt We Trace Trail. FKT. <laughs> Toot toot. Oh. Mm. 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 It makes like a thing in my stomach like fist pump. Like, yeah, yeah, Something yeah. is, okay, no, I won't go any further with that. <laughs> Something is inside you that is excited and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> There's a little person inside of me excited that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I really don't want to take that anywhere, so I won't. I don't think we have any housekeeping stuff so we can... Yeah. Dive right in. Although I do think it's worth mentioning because we have sober episodes and we have not sober episodes. Mm. This is a not sober episode. Yeah, very so. much not. This is a champagne and bang episode. Uh-huh. And I'm drinking a Yeti mug uh, full of shitty wine. And you never know, probably in the middle of this episode, one or both of us or each of us is going to get a refill of some kind. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm on the uh, seltzer Mai Tai, little pineapple orange. That's what's in your drink. What's, What's in, in your, your drink? drink? Uh, and I have a giant gallon of water. So that's yeah, what, also have a gallon of water. That's what we're starting with. Uh, my intent is to get as drunk as possible while not experiencing any hangover. Yeah, that's how you have to do when you're going to be 37. Oh, yeah. And after you've done an FKT. That like, too, because you were one crispy bitch right just, now. Man. There's I, so little left of you. When I saw you in the driveway, I was like, oh no. Yeah. You look like you just did a through hike. I mean, technically you did do a through did hike, three, but you yeah. look like you did like a five month through hike. I, yeah, I feel a lot of things. I feel, yeah. I feel a lot of things. Yeah. I think that, yeah. That's your mantra? I feel a lot of things. That's your... A lot. That's, that's how I feel <laughs> right now. Well, I'm glad that we profound. can touch, touch the hearts and the lives of the people who listen to our podcast by really being, you know, digging in deep and being insightful about how our adventures shape us. Yeah. And you know, I don't know if this is true, and it's probably just our tried and true birth, fan, birth bar fans, but in case you're new here and you're like a Sheltwe Trace Trail through hiker or part of the Sheltwe Tra- Trail Association or something, 
just, you know, a precursor or a taste of what Burf Barf is. So it's uh, best running friends, BRFs, talking about our adventures and misadventures while swearing a lot, drinking, talking about uh, vaginas and poop. Yeah, that's basically it. So if you And whenever here, we have an opportunity about penises, too. Yeah. I so, mean, it's bad things happen to those when you yeah, run, too. Yeah, so if you came here for a clean time... You should leave for a long time. This is not it. We swear a lot. So if, you know, I think about like this American life where they're like, this is maybe an episode to skip with the kids. Yes. This show is perhaps one to skip with the kids. If you want to hear a beeped version of our show, then you should talk to your mother. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I think it's very possible that this episode is going to end up being like two and a half hours long. Oh, but God. who knows? Somebody with ADHD, I really hope that I doesn't know. happen. I'm sorry. If, if you need to, you can just leave for a while and I'll just keep <laughs> talking. Just do and some you, yoga can just, you can just in come the back when you're ready. Cool. Like, You've um, got plenty to say. So I got plenty to say, but I. I mean, take like a single day of racing, and the way we usually break it down is we talk about every single thing that happens in that day, every mile, every climb, every major event, and then take that and put it into 10. 10 days of racing, essentially. Are you, are you, are you okay? Eight days and nine hours. Not 10 days. Eight days and nine hours. From the outside, it was very exhausting. So it felt like (laughs) 10 days. (laughs) 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 We'll cut this out or we won't. We won't. No, just do a couple cough laps around the island and we're back and running. So back. As we always do, let's start at the very beginning. Uh, as some of you may know, Annie previously attempted this FKT in some very lousy weather, which was when? November. <coughs> Excuse me. November into December of 2019. 2019, which I did not realize. So I, I started like, <clears throat> excuse me, the Wednesday, the Tuesday or Wednesday before Thanksgiving last year. And went until like December 2nd. So it was very late in the year. Okay. Which I did not realize how late it was. Yeah. And Annie saw like in just bonkers amounts of water. So much water that she was sending me videos where she was like power hiking through like thigh and waist deep water. And I, I don't know if you've ever seen Annie, but she is a... A six foot tall woman. Six foot tall woman. So, yeah. so it would have easily taken a lot of our friends underwater. And it was wild because I chose the time frame that I did last year in order to ensure that the weather was cool enough for me mm-hmm. and had not considered that rain would be such a huge factor because I do not think about rain at the end of November. Right. But, so last year I made it like 185 miles, 190 That's miles. A big bulk. Before I had to stop at Horselick Creek. Because it was impassable. I did not have the issue with rain this year. And it yeah. was remarkable to see Horselick Creek and the difference between my conditions last year and this year. And knowing that now you've seen a dry creek bed that you, if you had tried to enter where you did last year. I would have died. You would have been in seven feet of water. Plus. More than seven yeah. feet of water. So pretty glad that she didn't take the risk last year. Yeah. Um, and came back at it probably, I mean, she always goes out with the fortitude of someone who's going to go until she can't go anymore, but always, you know, always going in thinking I'm going to finish, which is how Annie approaches everything. Yeah. So, but yeah, so last year I was more physically ready and less logistics ready. And this year I was way more prepared logistics wise and way less physically ready. Yeah. Cause you haven't been running much this year. No, I have not been 
you know, I know a lot of people have gone into your, yourself included, which is totally fine, have gone have experienced the pandemic Gone into a and, running have cable. Out and have have come out like even more well-trained than ever before, having run a lot more miles mm. than ever before. And that has not been my experience. I didn't walk or run for the week and a half before the FKD because I didn't feel motivated to. But still managed to pull out, you know, over 20 hours a day of run walking. Yeah. But it was it's wild because uh, just the motivation going up and down and like, I don't know if you remember, like two Wednesdays before I started, I slept for twelve hours. Yeah, remember I was just like, yeah, no. So apparently, my body needs this. Yeah, this so is what's like, happening. I, you know, uh, yeah, lots of ebb and flow between feeling super ready and super not ready. But I do, I did know that my experience from twenty nineteen was going to be a huge benefit for twenty twenty. So on November first at seven eleven a.m. I started from the southern terminus of the Sheltwee Trail and headed north and 341 miles later would finish at the north terminus. That Kill was the plan. in the face. I fucked it up from the first step. What? What does that mean? Why? How? So the time change happened November 31st to the 1st. Uh-huh. So it happened the morning before I started. Yeah. I woke up at 5.30... And had intended to start at 6.30. And then 6.30 like came and went. And I was like, oh yeah, going to start at 7, 7, you know, almost 7.30, but like 7.15. And then was like, found myself like trying to catch up that hour that I missed for the next couple days. It was like, it was, it was totally a silly thing. And it was one of those things where I put a pin in it to be like, I need to circle back to this later. And like, once I was done, I was like... Hey, Andy, I, I 100% meant to start, start an hour earlier than I did. Anyways, I should also mention uh, I did this in the supported style. So my husband, Andy, our eight-year-old daughter, Arbor, were in our uh, new-to-us uh, transit van so supporting baller. me along the way because last year uh, we were we used the pilot and I slept in a tent and I just froze my fucking tits off. Yeah, which will just... Ruin your ability to get your engine moving again. Yeah. The difference, like, the, the struggle between sleeping bag and motion is, like, a it, canyon yes, that no one it can is. cross. Yeah, so I have to give so much credit to Andy and Arbor, and there will be stories along the way that I tell, too, where it was really a team effort. Like, it was not just me. There were... Andy slept, I think, marginally more than I did, and Arbor was a champ the whole time and just really had key wor- words of wisdom that were vital at points to keep me going. So Such an Arbor thing. So let's, let's begin with the, the existing female FKT is what? Nothing. None. And the existing supported, which existing is what you're after. supported FKT male, male was set in 2018. Mm-hmm. And at that time, the route was 319 miles long. That mm-hmm. was set by John Harden in a time of seven days, 11 hours. Mm-hmm. The self-supported record was recently set just like a couple months ago by Ricky Vandergrift, who did it in seven days, 14 hours. It's unheard of that a supported and an unsupported would be so close in yeah. time. So, And, you know, John's, John's time was set on the 319-mile version. Ricky did the 341. So like, I mean, so really he's just a baller. Yeah. So Ricky did a really awesome thing. That's crazy. And Ricky also did northbound 
which I think okay. is cool because all the typical way of doing Sheltawee is southbound. southbound. And there was somebody else out there at the same time that Annie was out there who was posted yeah. on the forums yeah. that he was going for the Sobo FKT. Yeah, so Sandbagger was out there at the same time. And uh, I was originally going to start on Halloween. He did start on Halloween. Um, and I postponed one day just to give an extra bit of time for some rain from a hurricane, from Hurricane Eta or whatever the most recent one was, to dry out. Um, but we had agreed to high five in the middle. So it was. And it that was, actually happened. Yeah, and it was really cool knowing that somebody else was out there going for FKT, albeit a different style. It was so. fun to watch the little dots come at each other, and I was like, you're three knolls away from this guy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how. Don't know what that means, but sure. Yeah, yeah. you know, like little knobbies. Mm-hmm. Three little knobbies away. Um, three major turns away, I guess. But yeah, so that's where the current uh, FKT times were. And, you know, certainly other women have done the Shell Tui in its entirety, but nobody else was on the FKT boards. Mm-hmm. But I will be completely transparent in saying I was 100% going for the fastest time across all of it. Supported, male, female, whatever. Like, yeah. um, I remember thinking about Michaela's, uh, Colorado FKT effort and she kind of, she kind of referenced the same thing. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I kind of wish that I would have thought like specifically about getting the overall FKT mm-hmm. time and not just mm-hmm. the women's. Mm-hmm. And for me, I totally took that to heart and was completely focused on trying to get the overall time. Right. Not, not just to establish only a female time. Cause man, these longer and longer FKT efforts that, division between male or female efforts it just it doesn't it it becomes less and less relevant i think gender becomes less and less relevant oh yeah because women are so good at endurance and when it comes to multi-day events we've seen women do so much better than men yeah i mean obviously everyone knows courtney DeWalter is somebody Mm -hmm. who's proved that uh women do well at great distances. Yeah, yeah. And no disservice towards either. It was just, it's just kind of like, yeah, we're kind of all in the same pot together. Yeah. But I will still take pride in the fact that I was the first female to Hell yeah. put, post time on the FKT board. So let's talk again a little bit about the first morning. Let's talk about weather. Let's talk about gear. Yeah. What, what are you looking like at the start? Yeah, so weather-wise, it was going to be like, the highs were going to be like 55 and the lows were going to be like 40 for the first Which is kind days. of your jam. It is way my jam. Yeah, like, Annie thrives in about 40-ish degrees. Yeah, at, at pretty much at most. Like, yeah. Um, so I was really soaked about the weather and started in a pair of uh, rainbow leopard tights. and Looking like a Lisa Frank uh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and a cutoff long sleeve shirt, which you know, pro tip worth sharing again. If you're wearing a vest, don't get a short sleeve shirt. Get a long sleeve shirt. Cut the sleeves off mm-hmm. to what act, what you actually need it to be. Because for me, I need to have my sleeves be just above my elbow me to keep my uh, armpits from rubbing. Yeah. So I wore the Nathan Vapor Howl vest, and I have the new version, and I cool. swapped it out with my old one so that when I came into aid stops. Andy would just swap the vest instead of trying to refill Pack. my bladder, refill yeah. food. That's a pro move. Mm-hmm. And it uh, it was super helpful. At first, I wondered, like, is this a, more of a pain in the ass than it's worth between, like, moving my in-reach tracker and my phone and stuff? And it wasn't. It was, it was awesome because Andy could take his time looking at how much time I had between mm-hmm. the next aid station, being considerate about what food he put in there for me and the like. So I started with my vest, uh, a trekking pole, 
I wore the speed goats for the whole first half of the FKT, the first four or five days. Um, size 86, men's 86 <laughs> Just for goats. extra blood room. <laughs> and I, uh, let's see, because I feel like it ends up being important. My pants were high-waisted and I got, uh, last year I had the seam on all of my pants that I wore just like cut my vag in half. Like I had so much terrible chafing. Why can't they make an integrated pant? I, There's got to be someone who can build an integrated pant that I don't doesn't know have a what, seam that goes straight through your crotch that is there know to what the saw answer, your body in half. I don't know what the answer is. So I actually got some period undies that mm-hmm. have like cushion in the crotch. It's genius. It's to a great try, idea. To just try and keep stuff off of me. Like, That's a great just, idea. Just keep the seams off of me. And that was pretty successful, but... Um, in the end, like in the end, I just, I, in the end, I essentially just want to be nude from the waist down and that's not socially <laughs> acceptable yet. But anyway, I'm doing an FKT. <laughs> it's okay. I'm no, I'm not a perv. I'm doing an FKT. Yeah. Let me be nude from the waist down. This is what I need to succeed. It's not my bush. It's my, it's my motor. <laughs> so, so I, Started on in the first day and I, last year I did 60 miles in the first day, but only progressed forward on the trail 45 miles. Oops. Because last year, Andy and I had a plan to meet up somewhere that we could not meet up and I ended up doing five miles. I ended up doing 10 extra miles because I had to go backwards on the trail to get a headlamp and everything before the night came to move forward. So I, so we knew that we were not going to do that again. Mm-hmm. And I also knew that last year had a big first day and then had nausea from the second day on. So went went too hard in the paint day one. Yep. And so you made a plan to not do that again. Yes. So I was very measured in what my first two day efforts were going to mm-hmm. be. Which was, your, what was your goal for day one? The goal for day one was like 40, 42 miles, 43 miles, something okay. like that. And were you going off your old average paces when you were calculating? No, I essentially just knew where I wanted to go. So I was kind okay. of like, hey, and honestly, there was some leniency to being able to decide how many miles I wanted to do, but there was also just stretches of t- mileage where it was like, there's no option. There's no option. just have to go I'm either going to stop at 8 p.m. or I need to go to this next stop. And on the first day, the last section is 21 and a half miles without aid. Ouch. Yeah. So that's there, brutal. There are definitely things that have me thinking about doing this self-supported, which is just fucking crazy that I'm thinking about this already. I mean, but like, I'll be there. <laughs> whoops. <laughs> so like doing the first day, uh, but there was, there were so many good things and it was also nice to know 21 and a half miles is the longest stretch for the whole FKT that I'll be solo. So how many hours early for you? Uh, I mean, I think my average pace just kind of in general ended up being like 23 minute miles. That would be so, my guess. So it's, you know, nine hours. Alone? Yeah. With eight, just eight, nine hours. all your food? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had water treatment tabs, so I treated water. Um, but my goal for myself for the first two days and definitely the first day was to only walk. I did not run. Hmm. One step. Yeah, because you don't want to Im- immediately get your gut in a bad place, get your temperature super high, mm-hmm. and then you're fluctuating yep. in temperature. Nothing. And I knew, mm-hmm. like, even if I told myself that I could run a little bit, 
your gauge of how fast you're going or what your effort it's is on the poor. first day, it's so messed up. Yeah, because like, you're like jazzed yes, and everything and like, feels fast. Yeah, and I told you I told you before too that I, I said the day before the FKT, I was like, I just wish I was feeling more vibrant. Yeah. Not so much with the excitement yeah. and the I'm like, vivacity. I'm, I'm like starting the FKT and I'm like in the first 10 miles and Ooh. I'm like, and I'm feeling like, gosh, like my temperature feels weird. Like I don't feel very strong. Like I don't know, like if I'm going to be able to focus this long, just all these questions of like, I, mean, I just don't feel, I just don't feel good. Yeah. But the good <laughs> news about that over a period of eight days is you'll feel something different mm-hmm. if you just keep going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like the essence of ultra. Yep. So I got done with the first day and I ended up finishing at, we camped at the same place that we did in 2019, which was at Divide Road. And I finished up the day at 2 a.m., which was kind That's of my plan. That's not bad at all. No. That's not bad at all. In a perfect world, every day I would have stopped at 2 a.m., slept for about five hours, woke up and been out the yeah. door at 7 a.m. But the geography simply will not let Yes. You. Geography, the ebb and flow of pace and stuff, mm-hmm. which again... If you did self-supported, you could decide like, hey, every day, regardless of where I am, at 2 a.m., I'm going to stop Lay and down. sleep. However, when you are meeting up with crew, it's like, well, I'd like to stop and sleep now, but I have eight more miles to oh get to where I'm going. God. But we're not there yet. Day one was great and went exactly as planned, Yeah, which is nice. Um, day two was uh, kind of, was pretty non-eventful. Um, it was still slower and and I started the day at 8 a.m. on the second day. And in 2019, I started most of my days around like 6.30. Okay. So it was, and it was a good thing to keep in mind um, to understand like, hey, I actually started my FKT effort this year later than last year. So I'm not an hour behind where I was last reset year. It's just, all yeah, that, reset not, all that of that. I just had to like throw it out the window. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I also knew that by the end of day two, where I ended up camping at the same places that I did in 2019, I was like, hey, it's pretty cool that I'm at the same places that I was last year without having run at all. Mm. And I've also slept more. Than I oh did yeah, last year. amazing. And I'm also not nauseous because oh. that was a big deal for last year. As I was nauseous for I can't like imagine. the whole freaking time. I can't imagine going more than one whole day <sighs> and feeling nauseous. I mean, that it just saps your will. Uh huh. It just makes you want to do nothing but lay down under blankies. Yeah. And one of the things that I don't, I don't love, and I end up having GI issues on this one too, is that. I feel like in regular ultras or whatever that the stomach stuff can kind of come and go. Mm-hmm. I just have found with in all my FKT experience last year and this year, <laughs> it's funny that the stomach issues come and then, and then stay. they don't go anywhere for forever. But you didn't this time have stomach issues. I mean, you had stomach issues, but you didn't have nausea. You just had a hard time getting nausea. food in because it just, how soon was it hard to chew? That's when we get to like day five. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. so you had a good stretch. I had a really good eat. stretch. Okay, yes. good. Um, I did, and I also, at the end of each day, I would essentially make myself eat potato soup, mm. drink water, mm-hmm. and uh, I was drinking a collagen and vitamin C mix because it's supposed to help with joint stuff. Oh, cool. Um, and okay. I found that was super helpful. But I essentially like ate and drank myself to the point where I thought I was going to puke. I was so full oh, each no. night because that. 
what I wanted to do each night when I was done is just go to sleep. But that's what happened. That's what I did last year. And, and then I you were woke just up running just on sick. burning empty. Yeah. Ugh. Um, so yeah, I would just like sit there and just want to be going to sleep and I'm just drinking potato soup. Like, yeah, that's how I go to sleep every night now. It really helps me out. I just chug hot potato soup until I feel like I'm going to throw up and then I just crash. And Andy was like, do you want something else? I was like, no. And he's like, do you want the potato soup? And I was like, no. And he's like, so you don't want me to make potato soup? I was like, no, I have to eat the potato soup. Make like the potato soup. Make the potato soup. soup. Barf. Um... I've never hated eating more than I have on this. We are two people that probably enjoy eating more than most people. I I can't I can't. So quite to take that away from us is very is like a real cruelty. And you know, maybe and there are definitely things when thinking about this and through hiking and stuff that I really had I really tried to have the mindset of a through hiker versus mm-hmm. a runner to be like Hey, I don't need to run. I can walk this. I I can walk this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And also just to, uh, yeah, just try and think more like how I imagine a through hiker would. But like, like longevity. I thought about Michaela eating Cliff Bars on their Colorado FKT, and I'm like, I just have not found. I don't know if it's like a switch that I need to change in my brain to mm. say like, hey, we're eating for utility. Just let me eat for utility mm. because I swear, part of my problem is my body is like I don't enjoy eating this and it's like you don't have to enjoy eating it just let yeah, me eat it I don't though know if it's, for me it's palate fatigue like the food the texture of food in your mouth is bad and then food stop tasting it's like when you're sick and you try try to eat your favorite food and it tastes yeah. like like metal yeah that is the worst feeling in the world I just and I couldn't there was nothing that I wanted and I um, I was really happy with the assortment of foods. Like Andy did a really good job of giving me some of everything each go around. Mm. So like what my peach. main staples were like, uh, hostess cinnamon rolls and pecan rolls, corn chips, gummies, fruit snacks. Oh, that's some freshman dorm room bullshit right Let's there. See. That's gross. What were some of the other things? Um, I didn't do any Tailwind because I did Tailwind last year and I hated it. And then you never wanted to touch it again. And I didn't want to touch yeah. it again. Um, what else did I do? I ended up doing juice later on, which is always... I don't know how you do juice. It's so I acidic. Love, Ever just, since seeing Jesse Brain puke juice in front of me in a race, I, I never want to see juice near running again. Yeah, no, it was... Th- that's really good for me. Oh, Oreos... Of course. Um, trail mix. I ended up just trail doing mix. straight trail mix, which was really helpful. But again, in the end, it didn't matter. I ended up eating all of it the same, which was take pouring as big of a handful as I could, shoving it all in my mouth, and then just chewing it until, yeah. Um, I really ended up enjoying sour. They're called like sour chewy nerds. And the... the um, but that's not that many calories. Sour patch watermelons because that's... they would make my mouth water, which oh. made me really happy. But then I started to get like scratches and stuff on the inside. Yeah, that of my stuff mouth. will burn your flesh uh-huh. out of your mouth. Yeah, but I can see what you're saying is it gets the tartness, and so your mouth actually uh-huh. can swallow the things. Yeah, but eventually it was all fucking gross. I believe that. Um, but yeah, it was nice because I didn't like eating for the for the first few days I didn't like eating much of anything but my body was allowing me to eat it so I was like hey if Andy was to just something and it didn't make me want to retch I would eat it like and Andy was making meals still and doing like uh vegan meat sliders which is a Laura Kong toys uh suggestion from adventure racing she Mm. does little uh sliders yeah oh my god and you know it turns out what I 
one what I only ever really want when doing these long things is mayonnaise. <laughs> like you and I have talked about like oh, yeah. potato salad and yeah, macaroni yeah. salad. Like mayonnaise is actually what I want. That's too. all I want. We is never have mayonnaise crosses over. Mayonnaise based foods. Yeah. I don't like, know why. Veganaise with a vegan slice of meat, fake cheese, and like a tiny little Hawaiian bun. I could like swallow that in one gulp. I don't know why I want mayo. Like it just. Did you use veganaise or did you use real mayo? Real mayo. Oh, okay. Yeah, real mayo. I feel like veganaise tastes better. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but there's something. Yeah, mayo is what I want. Like, too. and I understand. I've I've learned that in other events I will crave like red meat, and that means that I need more iron. Sure. And I've found that if I kept up my iron pills, that mm-hmm. I don't have that. What is a mayo? What I'm having a little bit of a mayo deficiency. Yeah, like. I'm low That's on your eggs. fat screaming out like, replace, replace. Maybe. <laughs> so I want you to talk a little bit more about what the mindset, how the mindset is different when you're in the FKT mode as opposed to running 100. I was militant in staying focused on the stretch that I was in. Mm. Point blank. Mm. I never thought about the end of the day. That's really I never good. thought about like the first hundred miles. I never thought about the end. And it was like a meditation for me. Like, you know how they, you're met and you, when you meditate, the thing to bring you back is to focus on your breath. Mm-hmm. I would start to like cast my vision forward on things that I was thinking about. And mm-hmm. I would be like, nope. Closer. I have, I have three and a half miles until I see mm-hmm. Arbor and Andy next. And it was always whatever the net, whatever was the very closest thing I could get to, whether it was, okay, when I get to Yamakura Bridge, when sunlight comes, when I get to Cumberland Falls, like I always chose whatever the, closest the absolute goal. closest thing was and did not allow my mind to drift outside of That's that. That's all you can do to make it digestible because if you thought about 340-ish miles, your brain would break. And that's happened to me before. When I did 72 hours at Across the Years... <laughs> The day that I started, I started to think about the longer term thing and I had to take a nap like three hours in. Right, because your brain was like, Psst. yeah, my brain was like, well, if you're going to do this, you should sleep like right now. And so, you did and that was your, to your success. Yes. So I thought like I, I broke it down into very, I, I didn't even break it down. I stayed focused on the one thing that I was in and that's it. So like, ooh, piece of candy and you eat it and then walk forward and then ooh, piece of candy and then walk. Yes. Yeah. And it got to be even smaller routines than that, where it wasn't even like, okay, I've got two miles to see Andy and Arbor. It was like, okay, I've, I've eaten. So in, so now that I've eaten, I'm going to drink some water. Now that I've drank some water, now I'm going to apply chapstick. Now that, that is, I've applied chapstick. That's some mindfulness I'm at gonna a go, high level. I'm going to go pee. Like it was, and it was just these small, teeny, tiny bit, one things at a time. So you in, achieved enlightenment because you basically did walking meditation for yes. eight days. Yes. How do you feel? Um, do you feel enlightened? Uh, I, we should wait for, we should wait. Okay, we should wait. Yeah, the, sorry. Yeah, we yeah, shouldn't yeah. go straight for the juicy bits. So we've gone, so we've gone through, let's say the first two days and then day three was, um, pretty monumental because last year I spent like four hours lost at Bark Camp Falls, uh, Fudge. just north of Cumberland Falls. And again, last year was great for so many reasons for recon and lessons learned. Mm. One of them was... When navigation or following the trail gets a little awry, mm-hmm. last year I kind of I kind of just found myself feeling like I shouldn't have to 
use my navigation skills because it should I'm just on be a right marked here. trail. It should be right here. I should be able to follow this. But I should then not you engage in what this. we call sensual orienteering. Yes. <laughs> and so this year, I flipped on navigation brain as yeah. soon as there was any, as soon as there was anything squirrely, I would be like, nope, I'm going to get my map out. I'm going to thumb along. I didn't even carry the paper map last year and I, I had it in my hand at least half of the time. Oh yeah. You told me you were thumbing along. Yes. I was thumbing along. to me. I was using a compass. I would be looking at. Uh, I would be looking at, okay, on the elevation profile, should I be going up or down right now? It's so helpful that you have such great map skills now. Yeah, and I just thought, I'm not, I'm not fucking around. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to assume that I shouldn't have to use these skills. I'm just going to use these skills. You never go back on the course for the banana. Uh-huh. You only go forward. Uh-huh. And I uh, also, having experienced last year how much time and effort was wasted in being lost last year. I'm yeah, like, I'm tiring. just not doing it. It's emotionally mm-hmm. tiring mm-hmm. to be like, I just don't know where it is. Exactly. So that was the big thing on day three is like, you know what? This is, and it was actually really exciting. It wasn't a dread thing at all. It was like, I know where I'm supposed to go. Perfect. So this is going to be a place where I like blast forward from where it was mm. last year. And, um, you know, I navigated through the Cumberland Falls Resort fine, which I did not last year because they have this super just willy nilly trail numbering for, system. Yeah. And, you know, the Shelter We Trace, the Shelter We Trail Association does a really good job on most of the trail on blazing. And at the resort, I think they do their own trail markings and it just fucks everything up. I hate it. Oh so, my God, that makes me so mad. You don't get to have your own trail naming convention when you are a part of a, a long stretch of real existing trail. Yeah. I mean, it's not that old of a trail. How old is... This trail was created in the early 2000s. Yeah. And it's it's not done. So it's it's almost done, but it's still not even done yet. Hmm. Um, but it's funny. So thinking through this. So on day three is... Um, uh, when I started... It was when profound mo- moments already started happening. Oh, wow. Which is great. Day three. Yeah. Wow. Um, I was north of Cumberland Falls and Andy and I um, invested in two in-reach minis so that we could communicate with one another which we did not have last year which was another big source of Super stress. Important. Um, and I was listening to an episode of uh, one of the NPR podcasts and it was in an Insomniacs uh, episode and they had like people calling in to that were experiencing insomnia and one of the people that had insomnia they brought like stringed instruments, like musicians on to oh. play a lullaby oh. for this person that had NPR. insomnia. Oh my God. And so I was feeling all squishy about that because I'm, I'm walking next to water and it's dark and the moon is full because the moon was full for the first several days, which was That's awesome. so glorious. It was awesome. That adds a little bit of magic yes, to it. Yes, absolutely. And uh, as I'm feeling like all warm and squishy from this episode, uh, Andy messaged and said, Arbor just saw our first shooting star over Cumberland Falls. How dreamy And I thought like, and I experienced the rare, not pitiful garbage bag crying Aww. where I was like, I, I felt like we are meant to be out here. I'm, I'm intended to be here. And so is my family. Aww. It was it was mystical. It was oh, really like I love it was it. really great. I love that it. Was day three. That's amazing. <laughs> and so you know, I get to Cumberland Falls, um, just feeling like really warm and squishy all over, and you know, make it through the resort, feeling like 
uh, feeling like fuck these trail markings, but also feeling like, ha ha, didn't get me this time, you suckers. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I'm out. And then, you know, and then I get up to Bark Camp Falls and I'm like, not gonna get me this time, fucker. Yeah. yeah. Um, although the still, you know, I still, I still had to navigate like and really yeah. do my fucking thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, I started to have moments north of there where like, um. I would say my navigation was on like 98% of the time, but there was a couple places where like I would go by an intersection and like go like 200 yards down the way and then be like, not something's not, not right. That. Yeah. Um, and like at one of the points in this section, I like left my trekking pole like behind after I'd stopped. And I was like within sight of my trekking pole down the, <laughs> down the trail. I'm like looking at my trekking pole in the distance and I'm like, that's too far. I go what? I'm no. Just like, I'm just standing there like, Dragon Paul, I miss you. Dragon Paul! Do I have to leave like, you? And I like, walk back to Dragon Paul. I'm like, <laughs> keep walk, walking forward. I can see why that would be horrible. Yes, yeah. And it wasn't even, it was just kind of like, oh man, it's just, it's over there. Uh, I'm over here. When you're focused on relentless forward motion, I, I can see how it would be. Yeah. You want to shed a little tear yeah, for walking started to back be, 200 yards. Yeah, and I was just like, do I really, do I really need it? Yes. Yes, I do. Yes. I do. Um, I, another lesson learned from last year to this year was lighting systems. So mm. uh, last year I used the Kogala and Princeton Tech headlamp, which are both essentially car headlamps. Yeah, whoa, they're intense. And one of the things I learned from last year was to have enough battery power to run both things on high the entire evening if I needed Wha to. Wow, that's because, incredible shit, dude. Because one... The high level of light helps keep me awake. Of course. And two, of course. if you're having trouble seeing blazes and stuff, like, you want to light up you the forest. You want to illuminate the whole fucking yes. forest. Yes. So I did. I just, like... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you just also... created the scene from an X-Files episode in front of you for yes. the whole night. It was also really helpful when thwarting aggressive dogs because they would just see one giant beam of light from my yeah. chest and be like, what am I looking at? <laughs> Like, I would turn and look at them, and I could tell the dogs were like, uh, I don't understand where the face is. Where's the face? How can I chop it if I can't see what it is? <laughs> yes. Perfect. Um, but yeah, so, so day three, made it through Cumberland Falls, made it to, actually, and it was, this is, where, this is one of the spots where the time warp happened at night, where it was like, I was really not paying attention to my mileage or my pace. Mm -hmm. All I was thinking was... Three and a half miles till I see them next. So what does your watch look like to you? When are you stopping it and loading your activities? So I would stop when it was when I was done for the day, oh. which the days were very clear at the beginning. Mm. And once I started to get to like day less. five, less. it was very less clear. It, it, and there were times where I'd just be like, I guess I'm just gonna stop it now. Oh. But it didn't it didn't really matter. Um but uh so on day three, I stayed at the same place that I did last year, mm -hmm. but I didn't get lost for several hours. When you say stayed, what do you mean by that? Slept in the van for okay, several okay, hours. Okay, in the van. So the first three days, I slept for five hours, four to five hours mm -hmm. for the first three nights. Mm -hmm. So like I definitely had a nighttime going to sleep, sleeping for the night thing. Okay. But it was wild to me because 2019, I got lost for like 
four hours. Oh. Probably maybe more between Carmelin Falls Resort and Bart Camp. So fucking pissed. And this year I was I did not get lost and ended up staying in the same spot. So you had like this weird window, like this t- this wormhole of time that got sucked away from you where you were moving slower than you thought you were. Uh-huh. So I was moving slower but more efficiently. Yeah. And I told Andy, I was like, it's fine. I'm in the same spot I was last year and I have it's expended fine. way less energy. I'm not nauseous. You're in a better place. And I've gotten way more sleep than I did last year. I'm like, it's okay. Of course, I was telling myself like, it's okay. It's okay. That's what it's, I was expecting. It's okay. But also like you had a, a, a basket filled with good good goodies like mm-hmm. i don't feel like shit i'm a little bit more rested I i'm not redlining food. like i've been like walking heart this whole is time yeah okay yes um so that was reassuring and i just told myself that so i started on day four and this was the day that i would get to no i guess that was day five um so day four was another big day i started out at about eight o'clock in the morning but you know i'm i finished I finished on day three at 4 a.m. Like, gross. gross. That's morning. 4 a.m. is morning. That's not like even it. nighttime. I don't so, like it. you know, and I really had to try and call myself to be like, okay, I'm finishing at four. I kept feeling like I was behind. What? I don't know, but I kept feeling like I was behind. And I was like, you know what? This just, this just is where I am in the time that I'm finishing. I'm finishing at 4 a.m. I'm going to let myself sleep for four hours. I'm going to wake up at eight. And even though it's been, you know, and part of me felt like I'm wasting daylight. And then I thought like. You get these weird anxieties that you can't fight. Yes. They just come out of nowhere and they feel really concrete and you can't stand up to them at all. Like it felt as tangible as if someone was standing next to me like, well, you should have started earlier. You ruined it. And I'm like finding Wait, myself, who are you and what? Yeah. Why? Yeah. And also mm-hmm. it makes me think about the pressure as like a runner to be like a morning runner. And I've, mm-hmm. you know, I've I'm learned, not, I've learned in my day to day life. Like I don't enjoy running earlier me and neither. earlier in the morning. So no. I, I had, that's to, like raw dog in it for me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It really is though. I gotta lubricate throughout the day. Yeah, yeah everything's got like motion and lotion, etc. So I would, I would try and reassure myself by being like, you know what? I'm more effective at night when it's colder, anyways. Like it yeah. doesn't fucking matter. That's if it's unique another hour to you, by the way. Yes, it is. It's um, also unique to you that you can fall asleep at any given moment. Yes. No one else can do that. Yeah. No one else can sleep in the places and positions in which you sleep. Yeah. Although I was not roughing it this time because I was in a queen mattress. Sure. Oh, but you did do some sleeping on the trail. Yes, I did. Um, but yeah. So day four, wake up at 8.15. This was a glorious morning. This is the one where I was literally singing, good morning, good morning, with the birds. Like You're the birds are singing. Weirdo. Like everything just felt like. It's it cool. It's cool that you got to pick back up and be like, this is still fun. It's what I want. Uh-huh. I'm excited. Yeah. I felt like I'm well rested. I got past all that stuff yesterday without navigation area. It's area frankly miraculous errors. that you got to feel that way this yeah. deep into this. Yeah. And I, so yeah, I was feeling, feeling good. I did 20 and a half hours on day four. Mm, no I did deal. 52 miles. Although I say, I say, and it's funny because there's, and it's just like a race, how a race breaks up into different chunks that are don't equate to mileage or time. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes a three mile stretch in a race is half of your race experience. Yeah, and it's the most horrible thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. So day four, I'm singing good morning with the birds in the beginning. And then in the evening, I'm stumbling on 
a country road towards Camp Wildcat, which mm-hmm. is where there was like a Confederate battle, which whatever. Um, and I finished at 4.45 in the morning. Okay. And was so like, it was so cold and I was so sleepy. I was doing the like stumbling forward on your tippy toe thing on the yeah. country road. Yeah. and like dragging my trekking pole behind me. Wow. I was so- Very pitiful. I was so tired. I was so tired. And like when I got to the van, I was kind of doing the thing of like, just don't want to wake anybody up. Just don't, don't want to wake anybody, don't want to wake anybody up. Except for you know, throwing everything all over the place. Everything's, everything's fine. Yeah, just no. changing my clothes. I don't fucking hate this at all. <laughs> I have such a hard time listening to any part of the story with a happy face on it, except for the end. I, like truly listening to you staying up till four o'clock in the morning moving for 20 hours a day. I feel like I've done, I've done nothing but give back to you a face as though I'm watching a very gory horror movie. I'm like, uh, even the staying up, like not even like the actual grueling mileage. Like, so I went to bed at 4.45 and I'm like, I just feel like, oh, oh my and God, I feel no. like, And that's kind of what I want to elicit because... You're doing it. It's working know, for you. As I look and I'm like thinking like, yeah, I did like 40, 45 miles a day. I don't feel like that conveys the same as like I was moving 20 to 21 hours every day. That, <sighs> yeah, the, it, it, it makes me feel physically uncomfortable. It makes me want to barf. Yeah. So the end of day four and finishing at Camp Wildcat, I just... I. I just felt like, fuck. That was the first day where I was like, I really just, fuck. Fuck. It, it, I the fact that you it. made it that far without feeling like fuck is pretty great. I hated it. At that point, I, I hated, hated it. it. I hate it thinking about it. And then, but I also knew like, okay, once I get some sleep, I will feel better. Like once I get and some sleep. And was that true? It was true. It was true. So I uh, went to bed at like five. Woke up, I started at 9.15 that day, which again, I, I still had to do that work again to be like, I am not late. I am not running late. There is no running late. I'm on my own schedule. Yeah, it doesn't matter if, if it's 3 p.m. or not. If this is not the point of an FKT, what is the point of an FKT? The scheduling would bother me. Yes. It would really bother me. Yeah. And like starting at 9.15, I mean, I, I don't... I more structure. I would feel panic too. Yes. Because it's like, oh, well, it's late in the morning. Yeah. Well, there is no morning. Right. There and is also, only And four. also, it's like, I can't, I can't bump up the time that I finished. Like, I'm either going to sleep less, which just means I will end up sleeping more later. I, I yes, just... The morning thing doesn't... It doesn't matter at all. But it, I felt like I was running I would. late. I felt I would like too. I was running late. It would make me insane. Um, and 9.15 felt insane. Like, I felt like a college kid that yeah. was too lazy. Yeah, that, that would bug me. So stupid. I also just don't move well at night. I get the yeah. weird eye, eye crossy and meth face and... Mine's a mix. So it depends yeah. because I feel like I move well at night because a lot of the time it's the cooler. temperature is more conducive to what I'm doing. And I feel like I do pretty good with sleep deprivation. But once that sets in for me, I have a really hard time. I'm a very naughty... I've never seen like, you... I've never raced with you and seen you be pitiful Well, it takes six days. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> It takes me like 20 hours and I'm like drooling with my eyes involuntarily crossing. And you're like, well, five more days and I'll feel that way too. Yeah. I was grateful because that week and a half beforehand, I really felt like a piece of shit because I didn't feel like walking or anything. You were just filling up all your meters. I I 100% was. Yeah. And I would totally do that again. Sleep 12 hours and fart about for a week. 
Put all your yep. meters to, to green. Do whatever I want. Yeah. It, even if it's nothing. Um, day five was really fun because... Fun. <laughs> fun. <laughs> um, day five started at 9.15 in Camp Wildcat. I ended up doing 21 hours and like 40 miles. Day five was the day that I would surpass where I had gone the year before. That's a good feeling. So I was riding high because yeah. I was like... Man, this, like, no matter what happens after this, it's like a distance PR. Like, once yeah. you hit a distance PR, yeah, every mile, bell. Every mile after that, you're like, woo, woo, woo. Yep. And I felt the same way. Um, and I just, there's a lot of, like, highlights from this day. So the fact that I got to pass where I had to stop last year was really exciting. Um, and I started, <laughs> started to, I started to collect some fun stories, too, which was yeah. funny. So... Dave. I'm not going to ask you because I know all of them and I think only some of them get to be released. Yeah, yeah. So day five is when I got to see Sandbagger doing his southbound attempt. Sandbag. Which, sandbag? Sandbag. I only know because I diligently followed along. Good. Um, so it was really cool to see him and we both had begun our transformation into people made entirely of K tape, which was great. So as we're both standing talking to each other with our knees taped, I just kept thinking... Game recognizes game. Yeah. You are made of tape. <laughs> made of tape. We are move, moving forward through the elasticity of our KT tape. Yeah. And it was funny to me because he said I didn't realize how much of it was going to be on road. And I had never mm. been on the northern half he before. Said, Wait till you see the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes time to cross the bridge, don't forget to give your penance. Yeah, don't forget to. Pay the rubies. <laughs> and I was, I, it's funny thinking about the experience he had on the trail, terrain-wise versus what I had. Right, because um, he was coming from miles and miles and miles of road, and you didn't want to be like, look, things are going to get worse for yeah. you. But it's funny, though. I don't know that... He seemed very disappointed about there being so much road. So the fact that the southern oh, half was so, so much been, trail, it, it might, might have been, been good. good. And it was wild to me that coincidentally where I had to stop last year ended up kind of being the division between what I would have considered the north and the south half terrain wise mm -hmm. anyways. So mm -hmm. like, like the mental halfway. Yes, okay. the mental halfway. And like the northern half is like tons of road and ATV trail and the southern half it's is like forest road and trail. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I got to see Sandbag. Um, I, had, I had been up on these Jeep roads like high in the ridge and there was a lot of these really gnarly Jeep roads on these ridge tops and mm -hmm. stuff that inevitably I'd be like, man, I'm like so far out here. There's like nobody out here. And then I would just see like a, kid a Jeep fries, no, like a Jeep Grand Cherokee dry, driving oh. through. And I'd be like, where the fuck are they coming from? Because we're talking about like huge rutted out roads. And just, I mean, that's what Jeeps, Jeep uh, people like to do. Yeah, and just, and, and I, I, to encompass the whole experience, I was so grateful for how kind people were and then how quickly they dipped. I had probably 10 people. Please go away. I had probably 10 people go, you need a ride? I'd be like, nope. And then they'd be like, peace Have a good out. Night. And I was just like, that's exactly the right answer. That's good. Don't ask me what I'm doing. That's good. Don't. And it didn't matter whether what time in the morning it was. I had people stop at like four in the morning, three in the morning. And they would just be like, I had one guy, he goes, you need a ride? You're out hiking. I said, Hiking. He goes, I hear that. 
and drove off. And wow. I, was like, I was like, exactly that. Backwards. Don't get, don't get in my shit. Don't tell me wow. to be safe. Just ask Ooh, me if I, I like need that. a ride. And I like that. Get the fuck well, out of there. sweetheart, be safe. No, yeah. just like, no. hike it. Good. Yeah, cool. <laughs> get it. <laughs> so I had <laughs> this day, I was walking on the road. And this guy with a truck with a small trailer behind him stops and he goes, I saw you last night. Oh, and I was God like, and I, he had it. such a thick accent. I was like, I said, oh, you've been seeing me hiking? He goes, I saw you up on the mountain. He said, I was up in a tree blind. You didn't see me. You were looking nope. at your phone. And I was like, no, nope. I was just like, what? I was like, shit. You were in a, what? you saw me from a tree. There's nothing more menacing than a man that you've never met before can say than I saw you from the tree. And he was not, he was not threatening to me at all. It didn't even give me the skeevies. It was more just like, did he catch me picking my nose and sure. Picking my nose. I was is turning what I'm it down about. for the masses. <laughs> I'm worried about him catching me with my like arm fist deep in my butt trying to itch something. Like <laughs> I just thought like, Oh my God, this is a variable I hadn't considered. Of course people are going to be out in deer blinds and shit. I would never ever have thought of that. Oh but the, the, that idea is horrifying to me because the things that I do alone when I think I'm really alone in the woods, well, not even gross stuff, but weird stuff. I mean, I was scream singing constantly. Yeah. Scream singing constantly. Uh, I would love to be doing something at a speed where I could also sing. That's the bummer about sports. Yeah. Not Can't th- sing while you not do this. sports. Yeah, I mean, perfect. you're just walking the whole time. It's and like, perfect. When I'm, about, when I'm getting sleepy, that's my go-to is to scream sing. So I fucking scream sing. That sounds good. Yeah. I mean, I've been alone in, the, in upstate Michigan where I found a bunch of purple mushrooms that I've been looking for all summer. And I was like, oh, ha, mo, mo, ah, more, <laughs> what? And like, I, seriously, like dusting leaves off of the top of mushroom caps and then getting really low to see them from from their gill side and being like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm like. I'm on my hands and knees blowing dust off the tops of mushroom caps. Yeah. I mean, they would think that I was on drugs. Yeah. They so, just think that you're a dirty, dirty bagger. So I was super grateful that he said, I don't think you saw me because you were looking at your phone. And I was like, thank God. I thank was God. That's what I was doing. Holy crap. I it's also, a shame that I was looking at that dinosaur porn again. It, it was also the first night that I took a trail nap and I was like, shit, what if I was like taking a nap? And he came up and was just like staring. Now I can't think, I can't down. let myself think about that. Again, he was not threatening at all. He just like kind of laughed and, and drove away, which I also have to imagine from his perspective, if I was up in a deer blind and some woman came stumbling along in the middle of the night on their phone on a mountaintop, I would be like, who the fuck is this Wouldn't person? Wouldn't you say something? No. Hunting. <laughs> Hunters are strange. He I mean, also, and maybe he was self-aware enough to know that if I yell at this person, it would scare the shit out of me. Yeah, so you're a weirdo for doing an FKT. He's a weirdo for hanging out in a uh-huh. tree watching you yeah. do an FKT. Um, also on the same road stretch, this, uh, I'll say nice couple stopped to be like, <laughs> yeah, this nice couple stopped and we're like, um, can you tell us how to get to 25? And I was like, well, I was like looking at the map. I said, well, I'm not really sure how you get there. I was like, but 25 is west of us and you're going east. So, so try this is, try again. This is not it. And they were like, they were like, oh, okay. Shoot. And they were like, well, like, be careful out here. Like, and the guy, the guy literally goes, he goes, have you seen the movie Deliverance? He's like, that's what it looks like out here. And I really refrained from being like, and, Fuck you. and granted, we're in, we're in backwoods, Kentucky. Like, 
you know, there's some scary looking houses and stuff. Sure. But I also kind of thought like, that's a wee judgy. It's more than, it's, it's trying to be funny. Yeah. Don't you think? I'm so sick he, of the deliverance He was thing. not trying to be. Well, it, whether it's funny or not funny, I'm sick of the whole deliverance bullshit. Like most of the races we've done have been in the Midwest, mm-hmm. Kentucky, West Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, Arkansas, North Carolina. That's where we usually yep. race. And it's like, give me a break. You know who's living in those creepy looking houses? Totally normal people watching the news. Exactly. Give me a break. And, and I had to, you know, they were the only couple, they were the only people that gave me the like, be careful out here. And I really from refrained from being like, I'm the one that is equipped with maps and wayfinding equipment and knows where I am. You're the one who's going east when you should be going west. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I'll be okay. And I I'm always teeter on that. And I'm not saying for strangers to not care about people, but again, that's fine. The the perfect blend for me was the people saying like, "Are you okay? Do you need help? Good. Nope. Peace. I'm out. Not yes, like, that is well, a good I need to impart my wisdom on you oh, on man. the fact that you should be careful." Sorry about male, male mountain bikers are the worst. I love them and they are great people usually, but they are like, "Well, let me just tell you where the like good trail is or like how you're going the wrong direction." Like they, they're the worst man. I'm sorry. They are the worst mansplainers. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. So yeah. So that, that was on the same. So this same stretch as this guy saying he saw me from a tree blind, getting to see sandbag, the people saying like, it's like deliverance out here and me thinking like, I feel pretty fine. I think it's you that's having a difficult time right now. <laughs> um, so I pass, I passed through where I had to stop last year. I barely had to get my shoes wet. It, oh, good. It was it was awesome. And you want, you walked straight through and you just let your shoes dry out normally? Yep. And you didn't get any trench foot? I did have some trench foot. Oh. My right foot ended up doing this weird, like, pinchy together thing, like where I just had deep mm-hmm. ruts in there. Um, and I think they did something between the last, the speed goat version I wore last year and this year, because last year, if you remember, my feet were soaked for like four days yeah. straight and I never had any trench foot issues. That's insane. I got my feet a little wet this year and I had some trench foot so issues. So it's a materials issue. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I know they're trying to make more durable uppers, but I need my They need to drain. drain. Yep. Um, so I go, I go through Horse Lake Creek. I get to a section that is just a shit ton of atv trails and like which is not bad it's not Unless bad it's mucky. it was mucky no. there was parts then that were mucky and like um i have no i have no bad feelings for atvers i just don't understand how there can to. be uh i don't know how there can be trails that are used by atvers and anyone else yeah because they destroy them and it's kind of the same way with horse trails. Yeah, they destroy them. It's like mm-hmm. it's like I you should be able to they do your outdoor thing the same way we do, but I but don't they should be dedicated. But I, I mean this is like when we were in the Ozarks and we we're like, you guys destroyed this. It's rutted and now it's got standing water and bugs in it. Uh-huh. And you can't even be in it. You can't yeah. even stand on it. So I don't know what the I don't know what the answer is because like we don't get we yeah. don't get first dibs because we recreate one way versus them. Like I know, that's tough. So, but anyways, I was very lucky because again, the water levels were so dry. Mm-hmm. It was pretty minimal. And like you and I have experienced really gross, terrible ATV trails. Mm-hmm. When we did the Ozark trail, mm-hmm. that was like the worst. It was the worst I've ever seen. It was and we, the worst. we were like disappointed in humankind for how bad the trails looked. We were yeah. bummed out. 
And also, I don't know what it is about ATV trails that makes briars grow at the edge. <laughs> so like something it's unique like, to it's that. It's like, okay, do you want to go through this piss engine water or do you want to go through the briars on the edges? But for the most part, I was able to stay out of it. So it was good. Cool. Um, I climbed up to S tree, S as in Sam tree, uh, parking, which is where I met up with Andy and Arbor, um, got to celebrate having gone past where I, uh, had fucked up before and got to sleep for a while at S tree, which was great. Um, S when I woke up from my sleep at S tree, that is when I started being really disoriented when I woke up. So I was so tired that I would wake up and would be like, what? Like, yeah. what am I? Like, it's bound to happen with that little sleep and that over that many days. And yeah. also, just your body's just been exerting constantly. Yes. You're going to start getting weird. Yeah. So I woke up and I was like, why are all the lights on? <laughs> you bastard. And it's funny, too, because it was like, it was like mm, 8 p.m. So, like, Arbor's awake. You know, like, Arbor's like oh, yeah, playing and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I'm feeling like it, it's like the middle of the night. And I'm like, I'm doing the like, rolling my body around thing like where am I so I, I wake up at S tree and I'm under my sleeping bag and I, I'm like I start shivering like as soon as I start waking up I'm under the I'm under the blanket I'm like I'm like oh my gosh I'm too cold turn the heat on Andy you know starts the van and blasts the heat and gives me my down jacket five minutes later I'm like I'm too hot take my coat open the slider door Andy throws open the slider and he's door just rolling with it never says anything never questions me and he throws open the slider door and then I'm like I like slide down from the bed and I'm like I have to go poop and I like get outside of this campground this like parking lot and I'm like squat down right next to the van and Andy just blocks the view for me and I'm like squatted down and I'm like I don't have to poop and I get back in the van and I'm like how'd you go to be kissing my dad like a five-year-old with schizophrenia you are impossible to deal with I'm just like throwing my arms everywhere and I'm just like falling falling into the bed falling out of the bed and I'm just like and Andy my note to remind myself of this experience is I put I've really fallen in love with Andy because he was so he was so attentive and and just really didn't give me any guff. He wasn't like you can't being very selfless. He was like he didn't say like you could you can't be cold. You were just too hot. He was just like okay, your coat. I'll take your coat. Blast the heat. Shut the door. There are for many people they will never have a person in their life that would do the things that Andy has done for you. This is true. Damn. I'll get there. So your husband is a selfless and incredible human who I don't, I feel confident in saying has always been this kind, but has evolved to a new level of selflessness. And I just, it's so admirable and so lovable. I just, it just hits me deep. And it was really, this was a really hard one to crew. I can't imagine, like, because he's... He's doing something that's almost as hard as you in that he's leapfrogging you in small increments. So mm-hmm. Andy's not sleeping. No. While and he's also, taking care. He's parenting your child who's going to school. Yep. Guys. Yeah. That's a lot. And you know, it's one of those things where thinking about like areas of improvement or how you could make this go like way faster. You could become beams of light. No, you could have two crews of people. Oh. Like... And not have people run ragged or at least give, have a couple adults so you could trade off driving. You could get a 
priest there, like yes. a guru, an exorcist, an exorcist, and a nutritionist, a deity of light. <laughs> In one band, we have my husband and my daughter, and the other, we have an exorcist uh, and a deity of light. Makes sense to me. Okay, so uh-huh. we know what we're doing next year, but anyway, yeah. Um, if you, by the way, if you are a listener and you are a deity of light, we would Please love call in. <laughs> so tweet, tweet at us, um, <laughs> D, get in our DMs, hashtag D-O-L. D-O-L. <laughs> hashtag D-O-L. If you happen to be a godlike beacon in any way, if yeah. you're affiliated with any religions whatsoever and have found yourself to be a god, hit us up. <laughs> We are looking for you. I should have gotten another drink. You still have time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I, I, I'm going to circle back to this again. Andy was fucking incredible. He is incredible. He's done a solid job crewing me before. He really leveled up this time. Noted. Noted. He managed to give me, like, I feel like most crew experiences, you feel like they did the best thing. There was this one time where I would have wished mm-hmm. that blah 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 yeah andy gave me exactly what i needed every single time yeah. and never ever the entire time Didn't never give me a stink face about never it. ever was like yeah are you sure you should go to sleep right now yeah or like i you, wanted gatorade in this great you can have it uh-huh or like i don't want this or like i don't like this just just completely rolled yeah. with it every time that's awesome it just just incredible so I'm, I'm super thankful. Oh, wait, talk about that. Cookie Vest. I love Cookie Vest. Cookie Vest. <laughs> I love this. So the sections that were short. So if there were sections where... So last year, I kind of tried to space it out so that we weren't meeting every opportunity we could. And this year it was like, no, every opportunity we can meet, we're going to meet. Even if that means it's a mile and a half between when I see you. And for those short stretches, I would use... Uh, Nathan marathon vest, which is like, there's no room for a bladder or anything. And Andy was like, he goes, okay, so like for these short stretches, you'll use this vest. And he's like, and I'll just put like a soft flask and like a cookie in it. He goes, so it'll be the cookie vest. And so each short stretch, we'd be like, I'd be like cookie vest. And he'd be like, it's time for the cookie vest. Oh my God. You've, you've reverted to being such a child that oh I can't gosh. imagine being happier than having to like carry less oh my gosh. and also get a cookie. It was, it was great to be like, okay, this means so many things. It yes. means I, get, I don't have to carry as much. It's a, it it's means a I'll get to see my family right again. Yeah. Like these are all just real, like it was just like cookie vest time. It's I'm going to walk around time. the house with the cookie vest on Yep. to soothe myself. Yep. All you have to do, Lauren, is get to the end of the business day. Wear, wear your cookie vest. Wear your cookie vest. Adorable. You can do it. So I love I love that. Um, yeah. Day five towards the end was when I started to have some gut issues. Ugh, balls. In retrospect, if I had to say what happened, I took too much Pepto-Bismol for an upset stomach. In the words of my Greek uncle, you do too much, you plug up your bowels. I'm Irish. <laughs> Still, the words of wisdom yeah. are true. Yeah, you gotta be careful. Uh, this is not the greatest medication mistake that's ever happened in race history, as we have an acquaintance who took Tylenol PM throughout an entire endurance event, thinking it was regular Tylenol. Ouch. So I could feel worse. But oh, man, really fucked up his Iron Man. <laughs> but taking Pepto to the point yeah, that yeah. I 
constipated myself. It's yeah, pretty, that's... that's also pretty stupid, but it was just one yeah. of the, I don't use Pepto that often, but I used Pepto on the trail last year and it was a lifesaver for mm-hmm. my nausea. But just be, if you, you can get the, a bad seal, if you can get the job done with one, you don't take five. Oh God damn. You did too much. Oh, I took like two Pepto ultra tabs, which are like oh. the horse pills. Oh, you, you essentially created a seal on the bottom of your body. I turned my turds into rocks. Oh, that's so painful. It was really ouchy. I'm sorry. I spent one of, uh, on this, on this, uh, night five, I spent an hour and a half alternating between child's pose and happy baby trying to get mm-hmm. a fart or a poop out. You were in the van or outside in the of the van? Okay. Cause Happy Baby's not so much a public... And if you don't do yoga, please look up the Happy Baby you pose know, right now. Yeah, I mean... It's not so much a public-facing pose. I wouldn't want you to see me doing it from a tree blind. It's not but, as sexy as, say, like, cat-cow, per uh, se. I mean, it's it, it's the passing wind pose, so, like... And I, I looked. At, I was like looking up on my phone because, of course, you just want re- you just want somebody to be like, "It's okay. Here's the, here's this magical thing that you'll do that'll fix your mm-hmm. your icky icky guts." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like looking up like how to pass gas, like how to pass gas, mm-hmm. and like uh, the first step was the first thing was like get some steps in. Sometimes exercise can help move things along. And I was like, oh, it's like 160,000 steps on the day. I think I've covered it. I don't think that's what's going to do it. Um, I kept laying in the van and I would ask from day five until the end of the FKT, I kept asking Andy, which side do you lay on to help left to help fart? (laughs) I know that. He finally admitted after the FKT was over, he goes, I don't know what side it is. I just kept telling you to roll over to the other side. <laughs> I love that he acted as if a lot. Yeah. So he would just, I'd be like, which side do you And he, an- he answered very definitively. He'd go, the other side. And I'd be like, oh, okay. And then roll over. It's the left side. Yeah. But yeah, I spent an hour and a half that just didn't do anything. That and I sucks. felt, oh God, my guts hurt so bad. I felt like. I felt like there was nails that were running down the inside of my guts. Like my guts hurt so bad when I was running, I was holding my stomach like I yeah. was pregnant. Oh, I know that feeling. <sighs> but the only thing that makes it feel better is to feel like you're holding in your GI system. Oh, I know that feeling. <laughs> and oh. like I was so bloated and gassy that when I would eat, it just it felt like it was just sitting, sitting right here. here. Yeah. And I would like drink water and then burp and then burp up water. And oh, it was just like heavens. And I oh, kept heavens. and I kept doing small sips of water and small bites of food because I was like, I, I know this. I'm a I, puke otherwise. I, I know that if I just try and not eat or drink during this whole time, that when this finally moves, mm-hmm. I'm going to balk because I will not have oh. eaten or, and I will just be more fucked yeah. up. Yeah. I mean depending on how far you're going. Yeah. Which is a very long way. But in my experience, for a shorter distance, like a hundred miler, sometimes it's good not to eat. Yes. And if it was shorter, for sure. But like, and I also had some, I had quite a bit of frustration because I had a long road stretch and other points where I could run. And my body, because I had been walking so much, my muscles and joints and stuff for running felt fucking great. My wow. body felt great and I couldn't Good thing run. You walk trained. I couldn't run because my guts were like so fucked up. And so being able to be like, 
you know, like kicking and feeling like I feel awake and jazzy, but like my guts hurt so bad that mm, I have, always going to be something. I have to walk bent over, holding, holding my baby, holding my rock turned baby. <laughs> Gross. And you know, it's funny. You asked me when I got back, like, why didn't you take poopy medicine? And yeah. I felt like, I don't know. Oh man. I don't, I think I was afraid. I was afraid of turning the faucet too hard one way or the other, because sure. I honestly didn't know, like, did I poop too much and now my body is slowing things down? Or I, That's I just, funny. When we were all packing for BFC this year, people were like, uh, one of these, one of these, and one of these. And I was like, why? And they're like, to start the poops, to stop the poops. And then I forget what the third one. It was like caffeine. And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, well, because there's poop everywhere. You got to use this one. And if you can't poop at all, you got to use this one. And I was like, what? One, one side of the mushroom makes you grow larger. I told my massage therapist, I said, well, I've determined that if I had to choose, be, or I said, I've, I've learned that I would much rather have diarrhea than have constipation. And she said, I wish you were in the scenario that you had to state that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, yeah, obviously me too. I'd rather burn my butthole out than not be able to get anything out of my body. And I'm sorry that I said that sentence to you guys. But it's true. But I want you to consider this because... Yeah, think about it. Think about it. Are you a constipation or a diarrhea person? Yeah, this is like, would you rather eat a cornflakes bowl of scabs or, or, or dot, dot, dot? We really have put you guys in a bad sitch. You know, I know people, though, that would go to, like, multi-day-long concerts and would take a Modium AD so they didn't have to poop the whole time. So there's people who prefer constipation out there. It's not Festival me. Festival people are weirdos. There's people who can't poop anywhere but their own houses, and I don't know how the quality of their life I mean, is. I'm pooping right now. <laughs> You once told me that the fact that I feel like I can poop anywhere is dangerous for me because if I'm running, my body's like, poop now, now, right now. It's terrible because it's like my body's comfortable enough to go anywhere. Yeah. And so sometimes it's the side of 52. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yep, this is happening. The words of Shannon Tenwally, poop is coming. Poop is coming. <laughs> I wish I could, I, yeah, I wish nothing. Sorry about the yeah. poop uh, sorry. That's deviation. What that's, that's what you're here for. Mm-hmm. Um... Day six, I started at 7 a.m. I did 25 hours. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So yeah, a full day. This is when things really started to get weird. And 49 miles. Um, Wait, you did more than 24 hours in a day? I did. I did more than 24 hours in a day. Hmm. Okay, uh-huh. that so, yeah, so, little... so I started at 7 a.m. on day six and ran this activity until 8 a.m. on day seven. Okay. This is also the day that I pretty firmly started doing micro naps and I let Andy know too, like, hey, we're we're kind of out of the territory of doing nighttime sleeps. Mm-hmm. If I can keep going, I'll keep going. And if I can't, I will sleep, which again, I give him a lot of credit for because that also means he can't plan if he needs to drive he or has sleep. to stay awake mm-hmm. and also he has to worry about you while you're sleeping on the trail yep. which he does not like to do by yeah. the way um but i was able to message him and uh i'll tell you he did not like it for about one night and then after that i don't think he gave a fuck okay because i got texts <laughs> which was... that were like i guess she's sleeping on the trail yeah so days six especially in the evening i took I ended up taking like 15 minute micro naps, like once an hour. Only you. Um, and it was great. It was, I loved it. Okay. I loved it a lot. Okay. I loved it a whole, whole lot because the 
not having the pressure because I had had several nights of feeling broken and sad mm -hmm. by the time I got to the van at mm -hmm. night, taking the pressure off to be like, I don't have to wait sleep to go anywhere. to sleep. Yeah. I, if I'm tired, I'm going to go to sleep right now. You also have the miraculous condition in which you can sleep and feel rejuvenated after a 10 to yes. 11 minute sleep. Yes. Which is why you're so good at bigs. And it didn't last very long because... I would sleep for 15 minutes and then I would last about an hour and then I'd need to sleep for another 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. But I, I mean, I really got down and to sleep really fast and I would set my alarm for 15 minutes and two of the three times I woke up before my alarm went off. How are you staying warm? Uh, it was I just warm, was warm enough. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I had the full moon above me. So it wasn't, it also was not like creepy because if I, when I would open my eyes, I could see everything. Oh, that's cool. Like, and it that's ended cool. up feeling magical and like backdoor camping. Cool. Instead it can, of, like, it can go either way. Yes, it can. It can just be like a possum staring you in the face. Yes, it can. I definitely heard people walking around me, um, the whole time and had to be like, no, there's not. It's leaves falling on the ground. Oh God. Yeah. Yep. But I didn't really care. Um, I did have a really hot dry section on day six south of a town called Arville. And this is when, <laughs> this is when like the woods start talking to you and you start to be like, uh, like I found a whole turtle shell yeah. on the trail. Yeah. And I really, in my head, I was like, I've been tasked with this labor. I must, I must carry this turtle shell five miles to my next crew stop in order to be successful. You get some weird grandiose thoughts that don't that aren't important later. It's sort of like taking acid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, I mean it kind of has a, an importance and a relevance in a mythological way for you because the turtle shell is the emblem of the Sheltowee mm -hmm. Trace Trail. So it's kind of, mm -hmm. you know, serendipitous and Yeah. And it was a whole turtle shell right next to the trail. It's pretty cool. All the only the turtle shell that I own is one that your husband gifted to me. Big so, ups. Yeah. And then at the end of that same section, so, so it's funny to imagine the mental picture of this. I had like a mile and a half, pretty gradual climb up to where I would meet up with Andy and Arbor next. And I'm carrying this turtle shell. I haven't had water for a couple hours because I was up in a higher area where all the creeks were dry. Yeah. So I couldn't do yeah. any water treating. And Miley Cyrus song, <laughs> The Climb came on. And... Uh, if you don't know the song The Climb, like Lauren didn't know the song The Climb, it's pretty cheesy and it's pretty on the nose for this section. But like, I just was bawling my eyes out because I was like, doesn't matter how far fast I get there, doesn't matter what's way yeah. on the other side. Now that I've heard it, it's intense. Yeah. But I don't, I don't do pre-freaky Miley. I only yeah. do post-freaky Miley. Um, so I'm carrying this turtle shell. I'm a, I'm a little cooked out of my go, my gourd. Are you just in your crying. sports bra? Uh, yes, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. That just adds a layer of bra. like crispy weirdness. Yep, I was definitely getting crispy. Okay. And so I, I get up to Andy and I have like, I, my eyes are all red and I'm like, here's this dead <laughs> and turtle And the whole shell. scene is so meaningful to you. And yep. he just thinks that like, like you look like you cracked a little. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was a little cracked. Um, but yeah, and that's, you know, that's an important feature too, is that the, on day six, the heat really started to kick in some. And um, it was comforting and terrible to know, like, and Andy knows me well enough that he would tell me, he's like, just so you know, it's not hot for you. It's actually hot outside. It was hot for, I mean, it was 80 degrees outside at one point. Uh-huh. It was bad. So I think on this particular day, it was like maybe like 75 or something. That's way more than you can handle. And that's, I mean, that's hot I mean, for a lot it. of people. You can handle it. Yes. You just don't like it. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, I, so I, day, the evening of day six, I had a shit ton of, uh, micro naps. I ended up, we ended up sleeping at a shooting range. <laughs> that but, sounds comforting yeah. and safe. Um, but I finished that day at 8 a.m. So like when There's I came. so many middle of the night stretches. When and, I came in oh. for the night, it was daytime. That doesn't feel good. And I just was like. I, I, I definitely had some vacancy in my eyes at that point. I believe that. And my guts were still fucked up. Whew. Okay. So you're a shell of a human being and you can't poop. What happens next? <laughs> what happens next? So I sleep at the, sleep at the shooting range. Um, day, day seven. Day seven I started at... Uh, so here's like time, space, continuum, whatever. Day seven, I have my activities started at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't... I think I started an activity and then went to sleep, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Or, actually, I probably slept on my old activity. So, okay. I think I got in... I got in shortly after sunrise. So, maybe, like, 7.30. Okay. I don't know. And then you began and you started as a person as you were just a few minutes before that moment. I think I slept some, though. Okay. But I couldn't tell you if I slept... Prior, I know that I got to the shooting range and it was daylight. That would fuck with me. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so day seven was Red River Gorge. Oh, here we go. Didn't <sighs> like this part. Not your favorite thing. Ugh. Tell there's us just, why, though. There's just so many things with Red River Gorge. So one, one planning-wise... I would have made sure that I was not there on a Saturday. I was at Red River it was Gorge on a Saturday. Fucking mobbed. It was packed. Yeah. I actually saw a news article this week that was talking about how Red River Gorge is going to redo some of their policies because of how many people were there. Yeah, I mean it's a year to be outside. <laughs> it's COVID. People are bored. Everyone's decided they're an outdoorsman. They just happen to do it right in the middle of your FKT. And I didn't find myself disliking anybody in particular. It was just very abrupt to go from Nothing. the woods and like Outside of Red River Gorge, I think I saw eight people. Okay. So it was, I mean, a culture shock while you're doing like a through hike. And like I think about people that do the AT and then they go Get through to Gatlinburg and, like, and they're just like, who are all these people? What is all this grotesque? Like, yeah. what is Why does this? everyone smell like perfume? Yes. And so I get, and I had been really excited about Red River Gorge because it's so pretty. And I was like, it'll be great. The trails trails are super established. Yeah. I mean, the reason I wanted to do Sheltwee in the first place is when we did our first trip to Red River Gorge Mm -hmm. as a friend group Mm -hmm. several years ago. Um, So going from like nobody to like a shit ton of people. And this day was 80 degrees. It was like too much. And it also just logistically was really challenging because not only was there it wasn't just like, oh, there's so many people on the trail. Andy was having a really hard time finding a parking spot yeah. anywhere that and would sucks. have to like circle, essentially like circle the block waiting for me I to come in. I can't believe he didn't crack at this point, to be honest. <sighs> I mean, I would have cracked. Parking is the one thing that can get under anybody's skin and make them just a complete and total asshole. Yeah. Um, but there was some plus sides. Like, for example, um, I... Uh, going from uh, Natural Bridge, Natural Arch, Natural Bridge, down to like the visitor parking. Yeah. I fucking ran my tits off. Hell and yeah. And I had a great time. It felt Hell great. Yeah. That um, rules. I do feel bad for all of the people I passed. You had to smell my pea soaked clothes. Oh. 
<laughs> sorry, not sorry. I am busy. I I was real funky. So yeah. I, and I looked nuts, which I actually think was helpful because I people people saw that my knees were all taped up, that I'm holding a map in my hand. I've got a I've got a little bit of a crazy look in my eye. Yeah, they don't want to deal with and you. And people were very kind about stepping out of the way and Okay, good. You know, okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Good. That's um, a relief. So I go through Red River Gorge, have a few like just pain in the butt meetups with Andy and Arbor. They had to hike in for one because they couldn't park where they needed to park. And just as an unexpected bonus, which I actually loved, is there were lots of people, adventure racing teams, uh, out there doing the FIG virtual adventure race. Cool. And it was it was like such a nice it was such a nice tap on the shoulder that life was continuing on mm-hmm. outside of my bubble. Here's a thing that you love and it's still going on. Well, yes. you do another thing that you love. Yes. Everything's okay. So I got to see like the no sleep team oh, and there were three other so teams fun. That, and it was cool to see like and it was also nice to see like all of these uh, tourist visitors whatever and see like people like no shit like soaking wet head to toe with sweat they were running so hard like full like kitted out and stuff it was wow. awesome okay cool um, and uh, a couple people told me afterwards like uh, John with the no sleep team he was like he goes I had no idea what you were doing I thought you were just out doing the adventure race <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't he think well, that? I don't, yeah. And he probably was also thinking it was funny then, too, that I was like, no sleep! Like, yay! Like, fangirling. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I was just so excited to see, like, people that I knew. It was, That's it, cool. It was a really, really solid boost. Um, I, I'm going through Red River Gorge. I mean, and Red River Gorge is like a whole day. Like, going through all of Red River yeah, Gorge is huge. like a whole Place day. Yeah, it's huge. Place is huge. Um, and there were people, even as it started to go into the evening, there was people camping everywhere. Yeah. And I, that was one of the things I saw in the article they were talking about how, I, I mean, there was people camping I mean, everywhere. it's overrun for a lot of reasons. Everywhere. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just so tired of Red River Gorge and Andy and, Andy and even Arbor were just like, we can't wait to get out of here. Yeah. Like, just, just done with being here. And it starts to get, it starts to get dark and I'm like, okay, it's time for me to like lay down to take a nap. I'm gonna take a nap. Um, I go off trail because I'm like, you know, it'd be worse than n- not taking a nap is if I go to take a nap and somebody comes up and is like, are you, are you okay? Dead? Like, mm-hmm. are you okay? And I thought like, if somebody did that to me, I would probably claw their eyes out. Yeah. So I will make sure that I'm kind of like off the trail and back hidden in the woods a little bit. Just like more like a dead person. Yes, more like a more dead like person. More like someone who's yes. been left in the yes, woods. Yes, yes. A body. Yes, a body. <laughs> and so I like lay down and I'm back in the woods a little bit and I like, I lay down, I'm laying on my vest and I like look up and, I, and there's this giant rat snake <laughs> above my I head. I saw a video of this and it was, it's, it's, a, it's massive. It's I mean, a big snake. It's like probably three inch circumference yeah. snake. It's a big Huge. snake. And just as a uh, indicator of my feelings for the day, I wasn't even like, oh my God. I was just like, oh, can you go the I was like, fuck away? I was like, fucking Red River Gorge. <laughs> and so I like scooch quite a ways away from the snake and still I'm going to take a nap because I'm so tired. And... It had had its head like up in the tree that it was in. It was eating or something. And as I I scooted farther away, it like dropped its head out and just is looking at me and starts hissing at me. But also you can visibly see that there's a rat inside its neck. So it's deeply menacing. Yes. And so it's just like hissing at me. And I was so like 
I felt so tantrumy. I'm just like picking up my vest and like stomping away. Stupid snake. Stupid ruining snake. Ruining my nap. Ruining my nap. So I like continue on the trail for a ways and... Um, it was quite a while before I could lay down and take a nap again because there were so many people camping mm-hmm. around. Um, but luckily, I I probably within the next hour laid down, took like a I 15 minute nap. Um, yeah, fucking snake. That fucking sucks. Red River Gorge. That sucks. But I get out of Red River Gorge. We all celebrated a little bit like, yay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, let's think about this. Uh, I can't help you because I actually don't know. <laughs> I know. This is when, this is again when time has no meaning. So on day eight, what happened on day eight? I don't know. Isn't it written down? It is, but I'm trying to think. I know where I ended day eight. So I think I'll start with where I ended day eight. Oh, oh, I know what else happened. So at the beginning of day eight, I did this long stretch near Stony Cove. And I forget what the name of the lake is. I think it's Cave Run Lake. And it would have been a really beautiful trail. And it's very similar to Allen Creek where the trail goes in and out along the shoreline. Oh, so it feels like you It just feels like you don't progress because yeah. you're just doing the same in and out yep. along the shoreline. It was 81 degrees this day. Brutal. I was really toasty. Yeah. I was dousing myself at every river crossing. Good. So I felt really good about that. Um, so I kept myself pretty cool. But again, my guts were still kind of fucked up. At, like this is like day three mm-hmm. um and uh you know just feeling really crispy on this part wondering why there's not more fucking toilets <laughs> yeah which trail. i've seen videos of which is funny i just you can hear annie being like yay you're at mile blah 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 and you're like i just can't believe there's any fucking toilets around here <laughs> he, did, he actually that's right he said congrats on 300 miles yeah. can't believe there's no fucking toilets so i uh, get into Stony Cove and it was another, I think it was a 13 and a half mile stretch without seeing them. And at this point, any of the longer stretches where I didn't see them just really like broke felt me. Like forever, it yeah. felt like forever. And I felt really sad mm-hmm. and I didn't even feel alone. I just felt like, I just, I just want a break. I just yeah. want a break. Yeah. Bad timing for that though. So I get into Stony Cove. I'm really toasty. Um, they were running the air conditioning. It's, that's how hot it was. Mm -hmm. I slept in the, I slept in the van for a while. I had another wake up of like, (laughs) (laughs) Like, where am I? Um, and I had 40 miles left at that point. And I think 40 miles from there, something like that. Yeah. Cause it was like the afternoon of day eight. I had 40 miles left and I was so scared. Like, Mm. And I was telling you last night, I feel like the best thing that encapsulates it is that I was so scared that I would go out and I would not progress forward. Mm -hmm. It's an irrational fear that time and space will not continue to move forward. But I know that fear. I mean, it's it's out there, though. That's an out there fear. It really takes days and days of hallucinating and not sleeping and not eating right. And I think it's because I'd had multiple nights where I'd be like, oh, I just, you know, I have eight miles left until I get to sleep for the night. And then like six hours later, you were like, how? I would, how I would be finished, but I'd be like, oh my God, like, I don't feel like I'm going that much slower. Mm-hmm. I am just entering this time warp. And so with the 40 miles, I, I also just think I knew from like our ultra experience, like, you know, when you have 15 miles left in a hundred, 
you know that it's not time to smell the barn. No. That's when you have four to five hours left. Because there's no way you're moving at a good clip. Yeah. And I was just dreading the 40 miles so Mm -hmm. much. And I was telling Arbor, like, I just really... I just really don't want to go back out there. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I wasn't at all considering stopping, but I was just like, I'm just dreading how long this next part's going to take. I'm just dreading it. Mm-hmm. Cue Ar- the eight-year-old wisdom. Yeah, she, Arbor goes, Mom, you've already done 30 miles. 300. Why, 30 miles. <laughs> Mom, you've already done 300 miles. Why would you be scared of 40 miles? Yeah, you idiot. I would like to think. I would have liked to have felt like, oh, yeah, but I was just kind of like, no, it couldn't resonate with you. No, it still yeah. feels bad. Yeah. 40 miles is still bad. So I continue out of the Stony Cove area as it's starting to get dark again. And like, you know, this is another thing too. One, there's not much daylight to begin with. Sunrise is yeah, like yeah, 7.30. Yeah, we're already close to winter. Yeah, it's like sunset is like at 5.30. So it's like, Oof. you know, as soon as I started feeling like, although I was grateful, I was trying to give myself silver linings. I was like, okay. It's nightfall. That means the temperature is going to get better. Like focus on that. Focus mm-hmm. on the fact that the night, you know, night's mm-hmm. not going to be so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, did several stretches of like eight to twelve miles during this part, and ended the evening in Moorhead. Um, oh, actually, back up, back up. So I went on some mountain bike trails that uh, are before you get to the city of Moorhead. And there was uh, quite a few uh, people following along on the tracking page. <laughs> One of the guys who actually had come out to meet me earlier in the day. Um, so at the after I went to the restroom after the shooting gallery. So after we were stayed at the shooting range, I went to go to the restroom at the campground that was down the road from the shooting gallery. And I like came out of the restroom, and this guy was like, "Are you Annie? Wait, I don't know about this." Who are we talking about? Uh, it was well, it was a guy who's a shelter we trail hiker. Oh, he had been okay. following my progress and Aww, came out to see me. That's right. So rad. I like come out of the bathroom and I've got like <laughs> like hand sanitizer and I'm feeling like why can't I poop? Why can't I that's poop? All you're thinking about, like, you're like, who are like, you? He's like, are you Annie? I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you? And he was like hi like you're just I, we just had to stop out and see you like what you're doing is so inspiring and you're like our hero like are you getting all the crew support you need just really really wow. nice because i mean there's no there's no less fanfare for any sport than there is for fkts and ultras yes so he was very sweet and um he had a woman with him as well and they just were just the looks from them were enough were a, like a big yeah, boon although just porn filled yeah but i did feel like up your little cup. i did feel like yeah it it seems in line with this fkt that i would meet up with them after trying to take a poop like that's, that's just how it goes that's the theme it's fine it's yeah. fine um so they actually he ended up messaging me later in the night and was like hey like is there any reason you're on the you're taking the old route of the shell to and you're not going to go through Moorhead. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like I'm following the 2020 map. Like I'm not to Moorhead yet. Like I just kind of like, was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah. And he was like, well, the route on the tracking page. So the, the tracking page has just like a default layer. It doesn't have the route that I'm going to follow. Cause I think the route that was loaded in the map tracking page or in the live tracking page was like, 
the 2017 version or something. Oh, okay. And my mom had done the same thing. She was like, hey, Annie, like, I think you're off route. And I'm like, no, no, I'm on a 16-mile section that's been added. Like, don't worry. I am, people would pay I am yeah. on the, which I really appreciate people paying that much attention. That's but it cool. made me wig out on day six. I would too. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I had that experience. Also had, like, there was a couple mountain bikers in the stretch. Um, I had also gone back and forth because, again, I still didn't feel like I still, my, I couldn't get my guts right still. And I went back and forth between, I feel like I need to wear high-waisted pants to support my guts. <laughs> no pants at all. To feeling like I want, I want really loose pants so that they don't <laughs> bother me. And so on um, the evening of day eight, I was hiking up. I was up on these really nice trails, like looking down above the city of Moorhead, which was really cool to see city lights because mm-hmm. it started to feel like, oh my God, like I'm starting to get the home stretch. I'm wearing high-waisted pants and all of a sudden I could just feel my belly getting bloated again. And I was like, I can't, I'm, I just, I can't wear high waisted yeah. pants right now. I hate yeah. it. And I, I just like took my pants off. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm hiking at like, I don't know, it's maybe nine o'clock on the t- 9 PM on the trails, just in my sports bra and my underwear because it's so hot. I mean, you're and, an elite racer. And I did. De- That's I de- what you wear. I debated sharing this on the podcast, but I feel like. You know, I hear people talk about their FKTs and like, if you don't know that someone had to go to the point where they had mm. to take their pants off, like, do you, do you, do you even you really want to go to a place where you would get into a darkness that would require you to be pantsless? So yeah, I, I just, I felt like I cannot have high-waisted pants on my belly and I, I just can't have my stomach be in pain anymore. And whatever I feel like I need to do to make my stomach feel better, I'm going, I'm to, going to myself. Do, I'm going it to matter. do it. Yes. I'm going to do it. If I need to put ice cream on my eyelashes, I'm I'm going going to to do do it. it. I'm going to do it. So I'm like hiking along in my bra and underwear. And I have to say, like, if my thighs wouldn't rub together, like, that's where it's at. I know. That's what I want, too. But my thighs would burn each each other off. Don't worry. I put my my long sleeve shirt in between my legs and tied it up on the side. That worked. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, you were like a sexy naked pirate. Yeah, so I messaged Andy and was like, hey, just a heads up, I'm not wearing my pants. So when I come in, don't don't shine your headlamp at me. He doesn't even flinch. And Andy was like, he goes, I don't know if that's safe. And I, I, I got, I have to admit, like I did a little bit of like the, I'm a woman, I can do whatever I yeah, want. Yeah, it's and my wear body. Whatever I want, it's my body. And he, I was like, what do you mean it's not safe? And he goes, I don't know, bugs? It turned out he thought that I was Was just naked naked. from the waist down. And I thought, like, that actually seems... That is a valid concern. Like, I don't know. Bugs! What if bugs? It's my body. I'll do what I want with it. Well... So when I got when I got into the van at the end of this section, I was like, okay, I've tried to wear different pants, but I essentially need to go back to the giant dumpy shorts that I've worn for four days already and peed on three times. I'm just going to go ahead and okay. slide those crunchy okay. goodies back on. Okay. All right. And then my, and then my guts were happier for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, uh, I did the section from the trail into town in Moorhead. It got really cold. And by the time I got into Moorhead, I, I was very excited to get to Moorhead because I thought being in civilization would be a boon to my my brain. Mm-hmm. And my brain and my body did not care. 
that I was in yeah. town yeah. at all. Yeah. And I was hopeful that I was going to be like, ooh, Dairy Queen sounds good or whatever. And it was just like, fuck that, fuck that. Nothing. Don't care about that, Nothing. fuck that. I'm just kind of doing like the trekking pool, like just yeah. kind of like spacing out. And the Sheltweed Trail Association is in Moorhead and they have designated trail spot for people to park there. Yeah. So we parked the van uh, by the Trail Association building, which was right in front of the police building, which okay. was nice because okay. you didn't have to worry about like, hey, we're sleeping in the middle of town. Yeah. Like, are people going to bother us sure. in the middle of the night? Whatever. So I laid down and set my phone alarm for an hour. And at this point, I had, I had passed the seven day, 14 hour mark. So mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't going to get that. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel too bad about that. Cause like, it was Good. funny. Andy, I would talk to Andy on the phone. He was like, well, he was like, I have some bad news. Like, although I'm sure, you know, like it didn't get the FKT. And I was like, well, Hey, I said, I'm the only female to have done it. So I get it no matter what I said. And I'm doing the 340 mile version of the route. Yeah, it's which a longer route. I have the supported FKT. It's not technically, an apples no matter apples what. Comparison. Yeah, it's not. Um, so I was like, I'm fine. I don't feel good. any. That's I don't feel good. any bad about that That's at good. all. Um, but yeah, so I so I got in and I intended to sleep for an hour. I set my alarm for an hour on my phone. I remember the one hour alarm going off, and I think I thought I made it repeat. I I went. My one hour alarm went off at like, I don't know, maybe I'm gonna say 3 a.m. I woke up at 6 a.m. <laughs> so I mean, I slept you for, needed to do I it. slept for four and a half hours. And admittedly, part of my brain felt like, not like, it kind of felt like, part of my brain felt like I'm not racing this anymore. Mm. Like turned off the urgency. Yes. Yeah. And it didn't really make me sad, but it did make the vibe feel very different. It kind of felt like, well, I tried to race it. Now I'm just gonna fart. Uh, now fart I'm just gonna like, um, which is funny in retrospect because I still had a marathon left. I still had 26.3 miles left okay. to do from Moorhead to the northern terminus, um, including a nine mile stretch and I think uh, like a eight mile stretch or something like that without without assistance. Um, so I started out. Uh, from Moorhead at like 6.30 in the morning, I go to Lake Eagle, which is on the edge of town. And then it's just like a straight hike up to this ridge line. And I'm watching the sunrise come up from the top of this ridge. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, this is, this is like the last day. And I'm just kind of like farting about, farting about. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I'd gotten like four hours of sleep, like made my guts feel better. Good. My brain was much clearer. Yeah. And I just kind of felt like the pressure's kind of off. And I thought like, that's a relief. That's good timing yeah, for that, frankly, because yeah. it could be the break your brain uh-huh. spot. Exactly. Um, but I had already broken my brain at 40 miles. So, you know, good. That's perfect. Yeah, perfect. Um, so I go up to the Ridge. I'm just like, it's this really beautiful trail. Um, I got to leapfrog with Arbor and Andy for like an eight mile stretch of road, which was, I got to do the cookie vest for the whole Delightful. time. Arbor ran like two miles with me. Cool. It was awesome. That's awesome. And I thought, you know, if I would have gotten up when I I had intended to originally with my alarm, you I would have been, been doing this stretch in the dark. Like You would have been a ghost. I wouldn't have gotten to run with Arbor. You would have been a ghost of yourself. I would have been a ghost. Of, like, it wouldn't have ended up being this picture-perfect last day for the FKT. Mm-hmm. And so 
you know, I did a couple stretch, did a couple stretches solo. And then the last nine miles was, uh, or the last section was a nine mile stretch. And I took some bang. I drank some bang after not having a ton of caffeine the yeah. whole rest of the time. And I, uh, it was, I think it was like, let me think about this. Maybe like two and a half hours before sunset. And I told Andy, I was like, I said, I'm taking one small headlamp just in case. And that's it. I'm okay. not taking any extra food. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a bottle of juice and uh, like a half liter of water. And that's it. Like, I'm not taking any extra what if stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, I I'm feel gonna great. I'm going to no matter blast. Yeah. I'm going to blast this last yeah. session. And I was like getting ready to go in the woods. And I was like, <laughs> Like just, I mean, a little like, bit of craze. Like off the, I was just bouncing off the walls. Like I was so like, yeah. It I was is, like, it's mine. I was like, this, it's mine. I was like, this is gonna be so fun. I'm like, I'm gonna go out there and just crush it. I'm going to crush this. Is that what happened? I'm going to crush this. And it did. I did like a thousand foot climb up to the top of this ridge line, and then ran my tits off. Yeah. Every single flat and downhill, I ran my tits off. You're good at like ripping the clothes off and carrying a flag and then like doing seven minute miles to the finish. You, I, you, you're really I, good at that. I just, I crushed. And like my last two miles were like a 12.15. On trail. On trail. On, on pretty technical Which is like 9.30s. Yep. And I just, I, I felt like a million fucking dollars. I felt like a million dollars. It's amazing what an adrenaline will do for you in the end. And I kept waiting. I kept being like, okay, just hold on. Like you have nine miles. Like you can crash and burn in nine miles. I'm very cognizant oh, of that. Yeah. Even on a, I mean, it ended up being, I think my average pace for that section was like a 17 minute pace or something on average for nine miles. So like, what is Which that? is faster than you've been doing for the yeah, whole week. Absolutely. So it's like two and a half hours still. So I was very cognizant of like, Still take your food. Don't like, blow up don't, into the sun. Don't wig out. Like, go hard, but don't explode into the sun because mm-hmm. otherwise it'll, you could really have a bad time. Yeah. Um, but I, I just flew the last section. So and juicy. And felt so good. And I, like, I'm, like, running down the hill. I'm screaming, like, I'm coming! Like, I'm coming! Aww. And, like, I pop out into the gravel circle lot that is the northern terminus. And I was like, we did it! I was like, we did it! And I just... Amazing. I felt like it was the perfect, the last day went exactly as it was supposed to. Good. And I just, the experience that I had over this whole thing, you know, I, I felt powerful. I was going to ask you, what did you learn about yourself? Which <laughs> I, I don't know about you and maybe the same. I have not felt powerful in a while for mm. one reason or another, whether sure. it's a pandemic or politics sure. or just life in general. Yeah. And, you know, training has been off and on motivation wise for me for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I experienced feelings that I, and and tenacity that I felt like I had lost. Mm. And I was like, like I would be running and just felt like I didn't think this was a thing that I could do anymore. Mm. Like I didn't think that I could be at the bottom and be like, Oh, I still have this. But I did. It was just like the whole time I'd be like, I still have this. I could be like, this is still a thing I can do. This is still like the person that I am and whether, you know, and so to be, I've definitely had moments in my running career, like moments when I felt like that, but it's, it's been a while and it was, 
yeah, I just like felt powerful and found some stuff that I thought I had lost. Mm. So Amazing. eight days, nine hours, 47 minutes, 341 miles. Mm. Mm. Yes. So good. Um, I want to strongly encourage any women out there to go out and do this. I would love to see a woman, a woman pick up the whole overall FKT. Um, there's room and female, male, whatever. There is, there's a lot of room for improvement. Like I, I think it's very possible that somebody could do six and a half days. Hmm. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So if you're a woman out there, I'd be happy to help you on recon and stuff like that or whatever. But um, I yeah, the Sheltwee FKT is such like a well-rounded. It's not the trail I would recommend you go out to do for sightseeing purposes because it's not pretty the whole way. Like there are some very pretty sections. There are also long road stretches and there's long ATV sections. But like from a long distance FKT perspective, there are some places where you have to grind. There are some places where you could run your tits off. There mm-hmm. are some places where you, there's just, you end up using every skill that you have. Like mm-hmm. you're going to have to do a little bit of navigation, but there's plenty of times you can just turn your brain off. There's hillier sections. There's, there's flat sections. So it's dynamic. It's just not gorgeous. Yes. It's just not gorgeous the whole way. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. So I'm really, I'm really proud of myself. I'm, I'm really grateful you. for my family. Like, I couldn't have done this without Andy and Arbor. It's insane. Like, it, it's an insane level of support. It if, really is. If you love your significant other, do not make them crew you solo for this. Oh my god, I don't know how that worked. Yeah. Good job, guys. Yeah. But yeah, that's that amazing. Shelter Trail FKT. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of. I'm proud of me too. This, you are still you. I'm still me. You are still the thing you thought you were before. Mm-hmm. That's a cool thing to know. Yeah. And learn about yourself. That's a pretty juicy thing for that to be the thing that you took away. Yeah. Is whatever I thought I had lost about me is still there. Mm-hmm. Cool. If you like what we're doing, uh, like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. You can become a Patreon. And eventually we'll stop sharing the videos for free when the pandemic's over. But that's that's a ways away so you know if you want to become a patreon to throw a few dollars our way just because we make you laugh that seems fair and if you're just here for the the free laughs that's okay too but um if you're new to birth barf because you were interested in shelter we welcome we hope you stay around for a little while and uh thanks for investing in this super long episode it was a super long effort it required as such so absolutely until next time we are birth barf